Welcome to Sport Analysis Network Football. I'm your regular handful, Abdul Hamid Abdul You can also call me Football Juris. Yes, to call me up on this episode, we shall be discussing okay. what does Christoph Gatsi, the coach of Paris Saint Germain, do with Neymar Mbappe situation. On the show today, we shall be examining Blazers stay at Manchester United. Why are the fans planning a protest against the owners on Monday in that encounter against? Liverpool, their first dive, if their first rival. Yes, also on this show, we shall also be discussing how should Chelsea be him? Anthony Gordon, so, I mean, is it good enough to play for Chelsea Football Club? Chelsea paid the FT price that's being demanded by Everton Football Club. And lastly, on the show, we shall be discussing is there a Spanish agenda at Barcelona currently? Today, Bayas, Spanish player at Barcelona at the moment. Yes, and I shall not be working alone on the show. I have with me at this point in time, Alabi Oluwa Toby. Toby, it's good to have you back on the show. It's good to be back on the show, Football Jurist. Uh, good day to our listeners for our right. Good day, Football Jurist. I do hope it. All right. Yes, it's good to have you back on the show, Toby. So, Toby, yes, let's start. I mean, let's start with let's start this way. Let's start with Manchester United. I mean, we know <laughs> it's no longer news. It's in notorious knowledge that nothing is well at Manchester United at the moment, and that I've got fans irated against the players, the coach, and even the owners, particularly the owners. Fat news are with that the fans are planning protest against the owners in their upcoming match against Liverpool on Monday. I mean, but Toby, let's examine the Glazers. I mean, these guys have put in a lot of money at the club. And in the last five years, only Manchester City and, and Chelsea have spent more money on transfers than Manchester United. But then, I, I, yes, in as much as they spent on the club, it can also be said that the Glazers family have also benefited a lot from the club. No owner, no club owner in the Premier League has reached, as, I mean, have received as much as as much dividend as the Glazers at Manchester United. I mean, to be, I mean, they brought in uh, since demise uh, since departure of Alex Ferguson, they brought in Jose Mourinho, Luis Van Gaal, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, Rafa Ragnick, and now Eric Ten Hag. But nothing seems to be working. I mean, what do? I mean, where do, I mean, where do we start with the blame for the owners? I mean, at what point in time, from where did they start getting it getting it wrong, Toby? Um, this 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 is a bit tricky for Bodrys. Honestly, like you said, rightly said, the Glazers have tried their best. They've they've gone far away to get players over the past five years, over the past couple of years. They've been making signings, straight signings. I must say. Because these guys are signed from other teams where brilliant players, but getting to match this, no one knows. Um, so I, I I really don't feel like all the blame should be on the Glazers family. I think I think it's a systematic problem with these players at Man United. Who because when Jose Mourinho was at, was at the end of the affairs, he made he made this statement. Yeah? 
who owns the system? Who brought, I mean, who put the system in place? The Glazers put the system in place. Yeah, it is. It's it's a, it's the Glazers that put the system in place, but they are trying their best actually to make the system work. That's, like you rightly said, you said they are top three highest spenders in the EPL over the past five years. So they are trying their best to make the system work. However, they are just not getting things right. They've been doing it wrongly for the past five years. I think it's just time to switch up a little bit. And I don't know. Try another 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 format. Marina has always made has made mention about how this this is the dead team. I mean, this 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 team they are, they are, they are, they are, they are one of the deadest top six teams in history of EPL, honestly, because I I, I really don't understand. No one understands what's going on. Actually, no one understands what's going on. So the fans are right to be upset. They are right to protest. They have a right to protest season after season. They keep on getting they keep on staying heartbroken season after season. I mean. Even if you have suffered, you, they, after suffering comes um, the moment of bliss. The moment of bliss is not hand. Honestly, it's not that. It doesn't even feel like it's at hand. This guy has been suffering for, for for quite a long time. I I understand the, I understand their pain, and um I wouldn't want to say the players is at fault totally, but then they share part of the blame and the inconsistency um the, the changing of managers also. I also I also pin it down. To changing of several managers over the past seven years has also been one of the major reasons my United is as bad as they are currently. If there was stability and in the dressing room as the manager, I, I feel like they would have made progress also. But only time will tell for Bodrist. I mean, is he talking about I mean the horn the pitch issues? I mean, it's, I mean, let's talk about transfers. Just like I said, that only Manchester City and uh, Chelsea. I've spent more money on plan on try on, on players in the last in the last five transfer windows. But then look at the players they brought in. Yes, only Bruno Fernandes to an extent has been a success. Every other players they brought in has been a failure at Manchester United. And I also I mean, look at Manchester City, look at Liverpool, the two best teams in the country. They have a recruitment team. Manchester United at the moment do not have a recruitment team. Manchester United, as far as I'm concerned, can be likened to a man, a very rich man who goes to the market without any plan. He doesn't know what he wants to buy in the market. He just go, he goes to the market and buy anything that comes his way. So at the end of the day, you end up buying. I mean, I'm like, 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 like they say, football jurists. When, when the the need is not available, when the desirable is not available, <laughs> the available becomes the desirable football jurist. That's just basic. That's just basic economics football jurists. Look at this transfer. When window. what you desire is not available. Yes, like the young, yeah. This transfer with the young, they wanted the young, but it's not available. So they, they are going for customer who is available. The desirable is not available. So the available comes in variable for countries. It's just basic economics. I mean, just to... and they also need to please their fans. I mean, they need to make a mar skill sign to please their fans to so shut them up for like two months. I don't know. But but then that, that is just only covering, I mean, that will only mask the flow. I mean, this issue at hand, it doesn't solve the problem. Now look at okay, okay they were in for Frankie Young and the guys give them help. He said he's not coming to Manchester United. And now they're in for Casemiro. These are two players that are of different profile. I remember when Jurgen Club came into Liverpool, he wanted Julian Brandt. But then Julian Brandt, Borussia just one not ready to uh, release him. And they went in for Mohamed Salah. These are players. I mean, if a plan is not working, go for plan B. One would expect that, okay. You want Frankie De Jong, Frankie De Jong, a, a good career of the ball, a good progressive passer of the ball, it's not available. Then you go for someone in that, someone that is as good or someone that is also of that quality, that has that quality. I'm not saying a player like Casemiro will not have quality to Manchester United. Of course, I mean, he will be a fantastic asset to this Manchester United side. But I'm just saying there's no recruitment plan at the club at the moment. And that's why 
and it has been there ever since. I remember during Jose Mourinho's tenure when they went in for Alexis Sanchez, United were no US signing that guy, but because Manchester City went in for that guy, Manchester United hijacked that deal, and we know how it ended. It ended in premium tiers for the club. Yeah, and this has been the trend at that club. Same happened. Same happened with Lukaku also. Lukaku. Exactly. And so, if the, I mean, if they don't put, if they don't put a right system in place, if, if good system is not put in place, this club will continue to suffer. It's not magic. Look at the fantastic world, uh, fantastic world Michael Edwards did with Liverpool before he left, and now he has he has been he's been replaced by Julian Ward. Look at Manchester City. Manchester, Manchester City also have a director of football. Even football just came in at the club. Is also not uh, lucky, be, not lucky behind. There's also a plan at the club at the moment with Thomas Tucker overseeing the transfer activities at the club. But then <laughs> at Manchester United, the anomaly becomes normal at Manchester United. And it is, it is not the only the problem with the Blazers is not only what is happening on the pitch of play, off the pitch also. News also have it that um, the Old Trafford is in a very debilitating place. I mean, the facilities there are depreciating by the day. When last did we even see the, any of the leaders' family visit the Ultra to come see a game? These are the things the, the owners, I mean, the fans want to see, and that is why they are hungry. And that is why they are hungry. Frank, I think Franklin has joined us on the show. Franklin, are you there? Good day, football jurist. I'm happy to be here. Yes, <laughs> sorry, I'm coming a bit late. And what a time to have you, Franklin. I mean, we are talking about the mess at Manchester United and how much of how much blame should we put on the corridor of the of the Glazers family? Okay, am I to come here? Uh, no, good day. I'm here, talk. <laughs> All right. I, I, I feel like we complain a lot about how much how much investment the owners of Manchester United are investing in. In Manchester United right now, I don't feel like it's, they have come to a state where it has become an issue. They are investing reasonably enough at the moment. We just had they beat 80 million for Anthony at Ayas, which was rejected. I think if a club, if your club is beating 80 million of a player, it shows that they are still into the club. I feel like what is happening now in Manchester United is, goes a lot to the management and investing rights. If you are not investing at the right players, investing at the right moment, these are going to become a lot of issues. And Manchester United over the last five years has seen in top three spenders in the Premier League. So how is the owner the issue here in terms of spending? I feel I understand Manchester United fans if they are saying the owners are not investing right. But they are still available. They are still investing big money on players. They invested 18 million on Maguire, making the most expensive defender in the Premier ever in the whole world. How is it the owner's fault? I mean, frankly... <laughs> It seems to miss the point when you're coming in. I, I, I made mention, I made, I made mention of the fact of Manchester City and Liverpool. I mean, they have a recruitment team in place. Who are those recruiting? Who are those, I mean, giving that responsibility of recruiting players at Manchester United? I mean, okay, even if you recognize them, who are those that appointed them? The owners, the owners appointed those that spent 50 million on Aaron Bissaka, those that spent 80 million on Harry Maguire. Yeah, that is ahead. Uh, sorry, I missed that, that aspect of your statement, but I feel like these points we should be hammering on. They are not spending right, and they don't have the right personnel in place to be spending right. I think this is an issue Chelsea had with when they were spending uh, uh, money on players, and at least Chelsea can say we have a Champions League to show for these shambolic players we just bought. Because if you if you had reports from the new owners, some 
or one of the owners of Chelsea right now, he said that they invested so little in the players we have right because the players we have right now, even though we bought them expensive, the, the, the value for them are really low because what they bring to the table is not a lot. If we have a player like Werner who has a lot of limitations. Chelsea should not be investing that much in a player like Werner because he has a lot of limitations. These are things you need to watch before you sign players. If you use a lot of me mechanism and sign players, you are going to see whether this player is going to fit in your team. Even if you change a coach, whether it's going to fit in your team in the next four or five years. Those are important things you have to check in your team. And I think like in the Premier League for now, we obviously know the teams have done this right. We know that Liverpool have done this right. And we have seen how much they invested in having that front line very effective. They bought Salah for just at something million, and it has been super effective. Like I feel like Salah and money is like the best piece of business ever done in the Premier League history. Wow. Considering the impact they have made in the Premier League, they have been consistent forever. And they just spent so much, so little on these two players. I don't feel like any team can ever uh, recreate what they have done. Manchester City are very close, but in their aspect, they have actually spent high money in their players. But at least these players returned back the fate. We saw what Sunny was able to do when he was in Premier League, Sterling, uh, Aguero. Uh, we saw what this person can actually do. Jesus, who already sold for big money already. All these things are hard to invest, right? So I don't have uh, buy players every year and then next season, you are not selling them for like 10 million or 5 million. These are poor investments. And if you buy a player for 50 million and in the next two, three years, you can't sell the player as much as you bought him or slightly higher. And you are selling him less than half of what you bought him. It means you have done bad business and it means you have done very poorly in improving these players. And obviously, Manchester United, Chelsea, maybe a little bit of Arsenal needs to watch what Liverpool is doing and what Manchester City are doing. But Manchester United are the people carrying the brunt of the whole issue because right now they are not winning anything and they are spending so much on players that are becoming rubbish, absolute rubbish. Because now they have Fred, who they bought for 50-something or 60-something million, who absolutely now cannot start for any big team in England. I don't think Fred can start for Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City or even Arsenal. Probably not even for Tottenham. And they spend so much on him. And they have a lot of players that obviously spend a lot of money on. But Manchester need to spend right. And I don't know whether the owners have anything in place to bring the right personnel to start spending right in, in, in the near future. All right, let me have a final take of, of Toby on this. I mean, Toby, this cannot continue to go on. Just, just heard the report. Manchester United beat 80 million for Anthony. Which was rejected. Yeah, was it rejected? <laughs> it's longer for I mean, like, like, yeah, I, I think Anthony was a personal request of um, ETH because he has worked with um, Anthony previously at Ajax. Um, well, ETH also has his own because I don't know why ETH is trying to reminisce with all this. Is um, Ajax boys? He has yeah, he went in for Lisandro Martinez, has gone in for Anthony, has also gone in for De Young. I don't know this love affair with his, with, with his players. Yeah. I don't know love affairs or even Timbers. See, so I don't know. I, I don't know if these guys are going to be investing right, like frankly, boy, Franklin's what are going to be investing right with Anthony, um, Timbers, and maybe Frankie De Young, but. They don't have a team, like you said, they don't have a solid invest, um, a research team that can scout players that will fit into the, the philosophy of their, their managers at the end of their first. So, uh, any investment they do now, start to, it's, 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 it's more likely to be a waste of money, any investment they do right now, because I, I feel like this team is in shambles. They need more than just one signing. They need an overall. I mean, I mean, Toby, it seems the owners are not interested in signing, yes, in selling the club. News about selling, the, the news uh, that is going around about selling the club has to do with, they want to sell the minority shares they have in the club. I mean, what do the fans do? <laughs> do the fans just continue to boycott games or and frustrate the owners out? 
all this just wait honestly they, they can't they can't frustrate the owners they can't we saw it with asna with the spotify deal that, that broke that broke down they can't frustrate the owners honestly you can't force an owner to sell his, his business it's not possible he does that at his own uh, at his own leisure time you can't you can't not not now that epl is booming the epl is an oil rig right now look at the money that is separating the epl no, no, no i feel like you're undermining the impact of fans right now i feel like if the fans have one voice they can have a great stand on whether the owner is going to sell or not to sell. I mean, obviously, the owner still has the 100% stake on whether I will sell my club. But if the fans totally boycott the games, who will come to watch the games? If there is we no saw, fan... We saw this with Arsenal now. This we see is Arsenal last no. season. Okay. Arsenal fans are still coming now. Did Arsenal say no No fan? No fan came for, to an Arsenal game. But do you think will, will there ever be a time that fans, the old fans, will boycott the games? If the fans don't have one voice, it's not going to work because this is of, of course. We understand how it works now. I will not just say my business because some people are not happy. He sees making money from it and it's good for his reputation. I own Manchester United. It's not just about the money, but it's good for his brand. Okay, okay, guys, let's move. Yes. Let's go to Spain. All right, let's go. Yes, before we, yes, before we head back to England, let's go back. Let's go to the Spotify camp now. Yes, let's let's talk about what is happening at Barcelona. There's this. Yes, according to some quarters, there's this agenda going on in Barcelona. According to them, they believe that Xavi is favorite. I mean, as this bias towards the Spanish players in the, in the first match. In that, I mean, we see, for instance, in the first game, we saw Sergio Dest miss out, only for him to play Ronaldo Araujo at right back position, a, a player that is not a natural right back. And in the second half, we, we saw him bring in Sergio Roberto also to play him there. We also saw, we've also seen him put Frankie De Jong on the bench. I mean, one of the best midfielders in the team. Up front, news, and it's got news that the club wants to sell Memphis Depay and Pierre Aubameyang. I mean, I'm going to talk of quality. These two guys are two of the best attackers at Camp Nou at the moment. I mean, do you also share the same sentiment that Barcelona? Sorry, that Chavi have this sentiment. Then the reason we say towards Spanish players, but towards some certain players. Or you think he is just doing, I mean, he is just using or he's trying to get the best out of the players that he deems fit best for his system, frankly. I, I, I think this is definitely not the first time we have heard maybe if a coach is being biased his countrymen and all those things, which I generally don't believe. I, be, I think every coach knows that his legacy is on the line and he's going to do his best for the team, to bring out the best for the team. And all this thing is very, it can be debunked by the fact that Osbaka signings, no, none of them have been Spanish. They have Lewandowski, Poland, they have Christensen, Denmark, they have Rafinha, Brazilian, they have Conde from France. And if he was being biased with uh, Spanish players, obviously by now they would have gone for maybe Paul Torres or some other Spanish defenders instead of Conde or gone for some Spanish attackers instead of Rafinha. And maybe maybe you can also look at the attitude of these players. It's possible that maybe the Spanish players have better attitudes. Understandable if a coach is citing a player that has better attitude about other players that have so much ego. I don't so far we are not in that club directly. We can't really 
pinpoint and say this coach is being biased to this player or not. But I believe from what I've known in football that coaches will pick what is best for the team because his legacy is on the line. He's not going to just pick a Spanish player because he likes him. Why he knows the Spanish player will make him lose games or that. He's going to pick what is best for the team. It's just how it works. Except he knows that him putting this person is going to derail the confidence of the team. That's just how it works. I don't think he will be biased to anybody in any way. Um, in as much as I would like to agree with um, Franklin to an extent, I, I, I feel like um, there has been some inconsistency in Zavi's um, lineup, Marty lineup occasionally. Like you rightly said, Football Juris, frankly, Young has been one of their top performers on in, in the in the midfield department. And why is why frankly Young on the bench consistently? Is it because of his off the field um issue with the board, or is it because of his on the field display? No one, no one can actually pinpoint. Uh, during the friendlies, we saw frankly Young play as a centre back, which is I don't know, I, I I don't understand the rationale for that. So I saw frankly Young play as centre back and. On several occasions, there was I don't know there was this um social media frenzy where where people were trying to create um a, a scenario where 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 in like the players were trying to avoid Frank the Young's passes deliberately. I I don't buy that. I just feel like it was it was just coincidental. Moving on from Frank the Young, like you rightly said, um Abumayang and and, and Malfis Depay has been one of their standard players last. Season. They were there for this guy's truthy canteen. They they delivered goals when when they lacked goals. And now with the coming in of um Lewandowski, suddenly both of them are on the transfer market. This this just feels like um Zavi knows players he wants, and these guys they are not people they are not people he wants. Frankly, Young is not someone Zavi wants. Um, the, the pay is not someone Zavi wants. Abamai is not someone Zavi wants. He has. He has his own his, his own his own personal favorites among amongst his players. Might not be Spanish. It might not be Spanish. Um, how do I say it? It might not be. It might not be Spanish affiliated. Affiliated, but definitely Xavi has players. He favors ahead of other players in this team. He has his own personal favorites ahead of. Look, look at look at look at what happened to um, this person also. Dembele. Xavi wanted Dembele to stay actually, despite the fact that he, he wanted him out. Xavi wanted him to stay. So Xavi has his own, he has his own personal choice. He has his personal favorites in this team, regardless of Spanish buyers or not. Xavi has his own. Personal players in this team, we 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 trust this trusted ally, and and it's crystal clear for everyone to see. In one face, the pay Abumayang. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, Chavi. I mean, considering the area of talent he has at his disposal, and of course, and yes, the also the issue of the agenda we have at hand. Do you think Chavi is sitting on the keg of gunpowder? I mean, with the way he's going to manage. The abundant resources have yet, have, have, that they have at the disposal, and that he has at his disposal. Well, um, it might not be sitting on a gunpowder if he managed the team very well because the team is not short, it's not short of talent. Actually, the team is filled with talent to the brim. Well, so it might not be sitting. The only, only time it's going to become a gunpowder is if everything blows up in his face, if Randowski doesn't perform. Up to the standards he expects, and and Bamarang is out of the team, and he has to rely on Brightsweets, which might not even be someone else. We might not even be someone that will be a backup player in the next two weeks. Um, so basically, yeah, if he can manage his team, if 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 he can make them click, make them sing, it's going to be a smooth sale for Zavi. But then, if he doesn't, if he doesn't manage the team right, because I feel like Xavi is just a new, is a new B manager. He has not managed this type of ego at at. He has never managed kind of players at top class ever. He has. He has Lewandowski, agree one of the best strikers in the league. I mean, he has Piki, a veteran in the game. He has Sergi Busquets. He has Ten Stegen. I mean, these guys will always want to play. And I don't think Xavi is someone that can control these guys for for a very long period. So yes, he may be sitting on the gunpowder if they don't if they don't act right. 
in my position the ground powder. And we have seen the board, the board is having a difficult time handling some player contract situation. It can't force the players to take which which cuts. They've tried their best also. So I don't know, this Barcelona team, there's something just going there's something going that something's definitely going to go wrong with this Barcelona team in this season. I I, I have that feeling. I have that weird feeling. Frankly, I mean, do you think something will also go wrong with this Barcelona team? I mean, too many cooks they say they spoil the ball. With the caliber, I mean, with the players, number of players they've signed in the team, and of course, with the players they already have, even before signing these players, do you think uh, this might not be a successful Barcelona, uh, a successful season for Barcelona on the pitch? I mean, I'll have to make a bold prediction by saying that it is going to be a legacy they are trying to create because it's obviously a legacy that Barcelona is trying to recreate. I think they are trying to recreate the era of Pep Guardiola being uh, a, a very much inexperienced coach and coming in to create a very big legacy in the history of football, winning different trophies and all that. Because right now, Xavi has not really done anything in the world of football for him to deserve all these investments in the team right now. I think Baka should have at least calmed down a little bit, but I think Baka just feels like they can just climb into the uh, top-class football that they are known for before. But I really don't know what Baka can do without Messi. And I've, I've argued this with some of my people before. I've told them, Barcelona have never won a trophy without Messi. And again, they just believe that they will just climb instantly to that team that win trophies like every season. They might still find it hard winning trophies without Messi. Right now, they're a team of a team that have a lot of good players, which will not be the only team in the world that have a lot of good players. Many teams in the world have a lot of good players, but do they have synergy? Do they have what it takes to win? Um, Barcelona, so far, they have not won anything with this team of players they have right now. I can't really believe in what they can do. They have to show me something for me to believe in what they can do. Right now, they are just a pack, pack of uh, trial and error for me, really. Experiments for us to see what can happen. You said you had a body What is that body? What is that body position? But the bold prediction I'll make is that this team is going to crash because I really don't see what is going to happen. Madrid also investing in players. And Madrid are doing it very calmly. They are, they are not perturbed by what is going on in Barcelona. They missed out on Mbappe and they did not rush in to go and buy another attacker, which means they are just very calm about it. Madrid is obviously going to do a lot of great things. Hopefully, they probably will still win trophy with Ancelotti. The coach they will appoint immediately after Ancelotti is going to also determine whether Zabi will have it, uh, his period or his moment to dominate the Spanish La Liga. But if Madrid appoints a very good coach for that, their team next season, even Barcelona will still not have a chance to dominate again. That's just it. But for this season, I just see Madrid taking over the league as usual. Right, guys. Guys, let's head back to England. Yes. And this time around, we shall be going to Stafford Bridge. Yes. Chelsea have been linked with several players at the moment. Yes, as we head into the final days of the transfer window. But, but yes, and one of the players is Anthony Gordon of Everton Football Club. I mean, this is a guy. I mean, this at the moment he is a guy that is being priced in between forty to forty-five million. <coughs> sorry, forty to forty-five million pounds. We know Chelsea are in need of attackers. I mean, how does this guy improve Chelsea attack at the moment? At the moment, Franklin. Why, why, why? A lot of reports have said we are we are trying to get this guy for forty to forty-five million pounds. I think people need to understand that this thing means that what we are tabling is forty to forty-five million worth of money. It's not that we are trying to give them forty to forty-five million. 
this this bid is is bundled with a lot of add-ons and probably a player that will be included in it. We are not going to give them 40 to 45 million straight up cash. And Chelsea are just trying to get the best English players, not just English players, best young players in the world. I believe that Todd has a lot of plans for the future, not just present, but also in the future. We have seen the investment made in Kani, uh, Chukwemeka and Hutchinson from Arsenal, and also this uh, Cesera, Cesera Kassedai from Inter Milan. It's just, it's just being ambitious with it. And right now, I can't really say I, I trust what he's doing. But he's just trying to be an ambitious businessman and trying to look not also not just at the present but in the future. So I understand why he might want to invest a lot in Gordon. And Gordon is going to help us in the present and in the future. I think he's just a missing man really for us because he can press really high and he's also an attacker that we can just use a fluidly in our attack, just run around the midfield and in the attack, just that he's a teacher kind of player, generally. Toby, are you impressed? I mean, Chelsea yes, Chelsea signed Kanye Chukwemeka. <laughs> Eighteen-year-old Kali uh, Kali um, Chukwemeka uh, for fifteen to fifteen million pounds. Now they're interested in also Anthony Gordon. I mean, Chelsea are trying to build for the future. This is a club that has never given chance to the players from their own academy for their own academy. We have given chance to players. They're giving chance to players from academy now. Look at Mason <laughs> Mons. Look at James, Rich James, and like, well, we actually have Trevor Chaloba. Give me chance. That they haven't given chance. We I are better at the big seriously. Check it now. How many from Master Academy are starting? No, no, right now. How many from Liverpool Academy are starting? I'm talking about young guys have their own model. You guys have never like Chelsea have never relied on young stars, and we know it, there's nothing wrong with that. Pass the past Chelsea, last, but this is this is the new last, age Chelsea. The last, the last Champions League medal was won. Players that might not even turn out to be world class players. Well, um, honestly, Chukwemeka Kane. <laughs> Chukemeka Kane is someone I, I took a liking to because of Maldini personally scouted this guy. So I feel like people Maldini scouts are people that have high potential. So <laughs> I give it to Chelsea for stealing Chukemeka Kane right under AC Milan. So I feel like this guy has a lot to offer going into the future. Well, as for Anthony Gordon, I really don't know. I, I don't know. Aside, aside the fact that the guy presses so well and might be a system player, I really don't see much of a use for Anthony Golden because just already has Kayavat and you have Messi Mons who play very much alike. I don't know, getting another player that plays very much alike as these two guys the game might. I don't know, maybe out of place why they could be investing this sum of money in another department. But well, let's see how Tuchel would, would set up his team if they get Anthony Golden. All it's right. like like Franklin said, maybe, maybe an investment for the future also. Let's see. All right. Let's move. <laughs> Yes, on the final lap of the show, yes, let's talk about Kylian Mbappe. I mean, it's not good news that there's party wood going on. I mean, if you don't know, there's now a new film industry in France. It's called party wood. There's drama going there every week in, week out. There's drama has got to do with Kylian Mbappe. We saw what he did against Montpellier. Yes, trying to get penalty. Yes, trying to take the second penalty. Having made the first penalty from Neymar, who turned him down. And we also saw that video clip where he was angry because his team made any pass to him. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm, frankly, as a coach, we know that the owners of the club have decided to give this guy a lot of power. But then, how do you solve this problem? I mean, how do you make sure that this guy just bring down his ego and, and realize that he's not the only one that will, I mean, that will get success for this team? 
I think as a coach, the only solution for you right now is just to speak to Mbappe. Like, if you speak to Mbappe, Mbappe should understand that all this drama doesn't even help his career in any way because he's fighting with a Neymar or an a Messi. Nobody should even be fighting with Messi because Messi is actually a camp player. But let me say, Messi has seven Bermudas. Messi doesn't even care if his career totally wasted in PSG. Neymar already has finished his career and at least we can say he has done decently enough for his career. But Mbappe is still young. He still has a lot of years or to play this football. And in, if he keeps creating a bad image for himself, he's really going to hurt his his whole career a lot. And he has a lot to lose. That is generally the, the major point. And if you have a lot to lose, you don't just risk it like that much. Neymar can risk it. Messi can risk it, but he can't just risk it. And the only solution right now is for the coach to speak to Mbappe and hopefully he can hit that button for him because he can't speak to the owners. The owners know that they needed Mbappe and that's why they gave him that power and the money and all that. So just speaking to Mbappe and hoping that he can be able to convince him to become and try to play as a team, even if he just for one more season, because I think this is probably the last season we'll see three of them together. Like, I don't think they will survive this season. Even if they survive, it's one of them will probably have to move. Yes, of, of course, Genius on the last lap of the show is also Muhammad Bashir. Bashir is good to have you on the show. So, so Bashir, we are talking about uh, Kenan Mbappe. I mean, is Kenan Mbappe... Are you uh, it's definitely good to be back. Yeah. I beg, leave the introduction alone. <laughs> don't waste our time. I mean, are you... <laughs> Of those that believe that Mbappe is being too proud, or you think there's a gang up against Mbappe for Messi and of course Neymar. Well, <clears throat> I'd like to just say that the situation currently is just a legend between what you've said. Messi and Neymar played together before now, and Mbappe and, and Neymar too have actually played before. Now that Messi is coming to the picture to some extent, it's actually um, handicapped the, the, the relationship Mbappe and Neymar had to a large extent. And now that Messi is actually here now, you know, Messi is a big name player and you can't just wash him out. So Mbappe needs to just be humble to some extent. He, not, not totally humble. Yes, he's a big name player on his own, but not besides somebody that has won seven Ballon d'Ors and at the end of 23, he already has three Ballon d'Ors. So... Mbappe just needs to understand the fact that these guys are a senior and there's actually seniority in football. Mm, so he actually needs to understand that. He actually needs to present himself like that. And the truth of the matter is, yes, the truth of the matter is that if Mbappe actually comes out and makes sure that he has a connection with these two, it is his own win, actually. And he's definitely up for it. And these guys will definitely help his career. Oh, all right. I mean, to be in 30 seconds. I know you're a, you're, a, you're a fan of Paris Saint-Germain. If this continues, you know... Um, Mbappe just has to chill. Mbappe just has to chill out. Honestly, just <laughs> needs to chill out. Because um, with, with so much power comes so much responsibility. He's the sporting director now, so he needs to be responsible for his on-the-field antics. He needs to just chill out and have level head. And like a friend correctly said, I mean, I mean Gatia needs to talk to these lads. He needs to talk to Mbappe, Neymar, Messi. And like you said also from football juries, there might be a relationship between Neymar and Messi, a previous relationship. We might be injuring, we might be casting aside Mbappe. These guys just need to talk to themselves and resolve their internal disputes so it will not affect their on-field performance. But in all, I feel like these guys will still jail. They will still, will still deliver the goods, honestly. All right, thanks very much. This way we shall be drawing the contest on the show. Do not forget that Sound Football drops 5 p.m. every Friday. You can join us on our Twitter space, 5, 9 p.m. every Friday. And on this, on this Friday, we shall be discussing, does Eric Ten Hag have a plan for Manchester United? Kindly 
Follow us on social media. The Twitter handle is tweet at San in capital letters on Facebook. Sport Analysis Network is the name. And on Instagram, Sport Analysis Network is the name. Do have a wonderful weekend. Au revoir.